Let's go. You're listening to Making Data Simple, where we make the world of data effortless, relevant, and yes, even fun. Here we go, folks, with Making Data Simple. Al Martin, I'm back. Thank you for being here. This is where we explore trending technologies, business innovation, leadership, a little bit of everything. Always excited about podcasting. I am especially excited about today. That's because I have Dwight Harris Jr. He is the founder and CEO of Data Scalp. This is the first online platform that captures consumer experiences and uses consumer data to rank companies in a performance dashboard. He's a mastermind of organizational change. He's recognized as one of the nation's most innovative experts in operational transformation and execution. He's resurrected organizations. This is from international conglomerates to public institutions to private companies. Dwight Harris Jr. is the man. Welcome. I appreciate you being here, my friend. Well, thank you so much. That was, that was, I, I really appreciate that introduction. Thank you very much. I'm humbled by that. Uh, so thank you. It's an honor to be here. Well, thank you for being here. Well, so while I gave you that introduction, I always have a habit of allowing the guest, that being you, Dwight, to outline your experience. And I would ask you to go back as far as you'd like, anything that's, that's interesting along the way that brings you here today. If you could take it, the mic, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Everything that I've done really has been to try to gain as much knowledge as I possibly could from the, the, the best instructors that I could possibly get around and to have the best opportunities that I could that I could have in, in terms of learning. Say in the past really 10 to 12 years, what I've done is just I've kind of embarked on this this mission to to continue with additional knowledge in additional disciplines like like Lean Six Sigma, like like change management or ProSci. I've even I've even went as far as to look at and take courses on on insolvency and restructuring just because if it has anything to do with how companies can run or should run or or, or to resurrect a company, I want to make sure that I'm knowledgeable in that. How do you see your brand? Is is it a problem solver? Is it period? Would you describe your brand in another way? You really hit the nail on the head when you said problem solver. You know, whatever the problem is with a company, I like to come in and solve the problem. When a company is undergoing chaos, that's when they tend to listen to you. Essentially what you're doing is capturing customer experience in sentiment and using that to rank companies based on that performance and then making it personal or uh, publicly consumable. So for everybody to see. So if, 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 if you're a top performer, great. You're a top performer, it's only gonna benefit you. If you're a low performer, you better get your stuff in gear because yeah, you're gonna be held accountable through essentially data scalps uh, information that you're, you're, you're pushing to the wire. Is, is that, is that did, I, did I do a pretty good job of capturing it? You did a really good job. The only thing that you missed is that, you know, when I was creating this business model, I've been, been, I've been very fortunate in that I've had some really great uh, instruction on what it takes to build a business model. And so there were a number of dots to connect. But the one thing that I would say that you might have not necessarily captured is this is also a platform for consumers to vent. So unlike some industries where you just say, oh, I like or I did, didn't like, when you mess up or you get in the way of someone going to a graduation or you have where someone misses a wedding or someone goes to Colorado and their equipment doesn't arrive on time, 
when you have those type of events, there's a ton of emotion underlying those massive disappointments. And so Data Scalp also at its core is also allowing for consumers to vent. It's going to connect to emotion and give the consumers a voice so now they say, you know what, I'm taking, I'm in control here. I'm going to not only, I'm not only going to just, you know, take this, I'm going to report this behavior and there is all the reason for me to do so because now I'm venting and I'm helping out myself and I'm also helping out other people. That's the one key, that's the magic really that I think really makes Data Scalp special. It makes sense. Is it centered around the airline industry or is that just your biggest use case? Right now, we are laser focused on the airline industry, but this use case is going to be broadened to auto insurance and then to banking and then to home insurance. This is just the beginning. So this is the inception of a startup, essentially. We're seeing this real time. You are, you are. And this is an industry that we are kicking off. We are quite confident that this is a billion dollar industry. So listeners, you should head out to datascalp.com and you can see exactly what Dwight is talking about. And you, you can see some folks that are very frustrated with the airlines. There, he has outlined, and I'm, I'm there right now, you have cancellations, baggage accuracy, on-time performance, cancellation time, all ratings of the best airlines in the worst airlines. You know, this hits home with me because I travel a lot. It has slowed down due to COVID, but I've traveled a lot. And it's kind of funny when the first thing I thought when I saw this is I will not check baggage in for the life of me, ever. I, I have it. Well, I have an incident where I had a tour that I had to do for business and I was going to uh, Asia Pacific. And I had to go from country to country. I mean, like it was one day in like Malaysia, next day in China at the time, and we were doing pitches for our product. I landed in Malaysia first and my bag never arrived. And the problem was, is it never caught up with me because right. it was always behind. So, I mean, I was, I was buying clothes. I was, it actually worked out. I made it a funny joke every time I was on stage because I'd say, yeah, you see, I have tennis shoes. The reason I have tennis shoes is because I haven't had a chance to go get uh, nice shoes since my baggage is, is still following me. There are airlines and during different periods in, of time, some airlines are just better than others. Some airlines are going to have more cancellations. It may be that one airline has pilots that go on strike. It may be that there is some sort of a jet failure that for or electrical issue with one airline and, and, and their flights. So I wouldn't say that they're all bad, but I wouldn't say that they're all good. Data Scalp is just allowing you to optimize your travel arrangements. And, 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 and if you think about it, and one of the ways, ways that we're going to grow is we're just, it's just around the corner for us to be able to tell consumers, look, we will optimize your air travel based upon where you're going because we're going to have the data in order to do that. So if you're in a metropolitan area like New York City that has three airports, we'll be able to tell you this airport with this airline is going to put you in the best situation. And think about that for Southern California, Northern California, the Miami area that has three airports. Even where I live, I live equidistant to Newark and Philly Airport, but I I'm going to be in a few days traveling 
to Croatia and I'm going to JFK. If I knew which airport stood the best chance of me making my connection, I could have done that. We don't have anything like that. So data scalp is meeting that need, but, but really importantly, whichever airline is the best performing in the, whether it's overall or in the metric that's important to you, now you have a chance to look that up and to make your decision based upon that. And to your point, you're gonna save, you're gonna save time because you're gonna save money. You're not gonna to have to have a hotel or, or less likely to have to book a hotel, less likely to have to buy food at an airport when you wait, less likely to have a headache or, or to have the hassle of, of all of these other things like renting of other equipment, all that stuff. So that's what DataScalp is designed to do. What's te what technology is right. behind it? Can you say more on the technology that you're using? <laughs> sure. We are using, first of all, there's like five different levels of algorithms. There's algorithms in terms of, think of it in terms of a defect and how you want to classify a defect. A defect could be lost baggage. A defect could be a canceled flight. So there's, there's, there are algorithms around that defect and how those defects are handled. There are algorithms in terms of how do we look at the data and make sure that the data is consistent across the entire industry. There's that level of algorithm. Then there, then that, that information is taken and it's translated into basically artificial intelligence, which manipulates the data and then via robotic process automation or RPA takes that and reposts that information to the website automatically. So we don't have to have individuals posting this information to the site. The site is automated. It's refreshed three times a day. That's great for the consumer because it means that you're always getting current data. It's the last eight weeks and the information is refreshed three times a day. No one else has this level of current information. That's what's special about that scalp as well. Couldn't the airlines though come back to you and say, hey, look, there's some bias in the data the report or incidents, you know, they thought it was canceled, but, you know, here's the facts behind it or whatever the case may be. Do you ever find that that or are you, is there a risk of, of some kind of bias in terms of just listening to customers alone without the additional facts to intersect with the, the sentiment? There is that risk. And one of the, one of the, the actions that we've taken to, to mitigate that risk is First of all, when we're, we're relying upon inferential statistics. We're relying upon the, um, the, the, um, you know, the central limit theorem. So I don't want to bore you to death, but we're, we're utilizing the central limit theorem. Now, whenever you're dealing with inferential statistics, you will have some error in that. But if you have the numbers of reports, that error is really minimal. So that's the first thing. But more importantly, one of the reasons why we have designed to refresh the data three times a day, and maybe not six or 10 times a day, is we're going to give the airlines an opportunity to communicate with us. So we can say to the airlines, hey, this is what we've got. We're gonna send this to you. We've got these as cancellations, and we have these as late flights, yada, yada, yada. Just tell us if this is accurate or if this is within the ballpark. And it's gonna be upon the airlines to actually say, no, 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 you need to correct this because that actually, that flight never happened today. And if it's that type of a situation, then we'll correct it. So we have baked in the opportunity to work with airlines to validate the data. That's where we're going. 
it'll take a little bit of time to get there just because, you know, the airlines have got to go through that whole, you know, first there's confusion, right? And then there's fear, then there's resistance. That's the cycle of, of, of resistance, right? But once they get beyond the resistance and the resentment, then they're going to get to the interest and then they're going to get to the enthusiasm and the excitement that, hey, you know what? If we do well, we're going to be able to separate ourselves from the other airlines. And once they get to that point, then we'll work with them. And that's how we make sure that we eliminate that problem pretty significantly. How do you go about reporting incidents? Is it the website only? Is it app-based? Um, how do you do it? Yeah, great, great question. Right now, we are a web-based app, all go by going to datascalp.com. We mm -hmm. are, of course, in the process of planning out the app. That is something that we are in serious discussions about currently. How many, how many consumers do you have currently reporting incidents? <laughs> we have had over 520,000 unique visitors in just the four months that we've been that we've been operational. This might sound simple, what we're doing, but it's not simplistic. There's a ton of thought behind what we have here. Connecting the dots on the business model also was not an easy thing either, but through some really significant deliberations and thought, we have put together something that we know will stand the test of time that will really deliver a high level of value to consumers and ultimately to the airlines once they recognize that this is ultimately a good thing. So I got to ask you, Dwight, what sure. prompted you to found this company? There must have been something that happened. You're starting with sure. the airlines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you must be a frequent flyer. There's a history here. Tell me. There is. There is. Well, last year, I went with some college buddies. We went to from UC Berkeley. We went to Colorado. And one of the guys in our party his equipment just didn't show up for two days. It was a three-day trip, and it was horrible. And and that was that was just unacceptable. And and we, you know, obviously he he had to rent equipment, and and you know that was that was, but it was suboptimal. But there was really a crescendo of emotion. My oldest son, he actually got his MBA, and my dad and my brother were unable to attend. We're a pretty close tight-knit family, and when yep. they couldn't attend the graduation because their flight was canceled, that was when I said, this is just ridiculous. There's just, it's just unacceptable to just cancel a flight. Uh, maybe it's me, I just don't feel as if businesses should be in the, in the habit of having a consumer pay for something, relying upon that, and then just saying, you know what? After further thought, we kind of changed our mind. That's just, that wasn't acceptable. And I, I started talking around to some of my partners and we decided that something needed to be done. I came up with the idea. I socialized it with some other partners and other people that I know that are really, really pretty bright. And they said, you may be onto something because why can't I find information on who's canceling the most flights? Why can't I find information on which airline has the best on-time percentage? Why can't I find in real time which airlines are losing the most baggage? The information just didn't exist. Why can't I find which airlines refund money the fastest? That information just didn't exist. And I certainly wasn't going to rely on the government, right? So we came up with this, and every at every step of the way, everyone has been super supportive. We launched 
and we've had nothing but significant success since. So what are next steps for you, man? I have several investor meetings next week. I have one on, I think I have two on Thursday and one on Friday. We are in the middle of our Series A funding. I'm traveling to Croatia for that. We were accepted into one of the largest incubators there. And so these investor meetings, I'll be, I'll be in Europe next week, coming back on Saturday. And then the objective, of course, is to make sure that we secure the necessary resources to really develop this app and really develop what we need to do to really build this company and to really establish not just a platform for the airlines, but to broaden this to those other industries that I mentioned before and really be, you know, a source of truth for consumers and giving them not just a chance to vent, but also the ability to make the right choices and to avoid as many headaches as possible. So are you, uh, are you self-funded today? We are, we are self-funded. That was by design because we wanted to show not just proof of concept, but proof of success and proof of, of, of following of sponsorship by the media. And, and we have done that. So we've, we've taken this where we can take it by via self-funding. And, and I always think that before you're gonna, ask, and this is just me, but I always feel that whenever you're gonna ask someone for money, be prepared to, to put your money behind it Terrific. I wish you uh, nothing but the, the, the best. If we were to Thank talk you. three years from now, where do you think you'd be? We're going to be, you're going to have heard of us. We're going to be very significant in the U.S. We will be, we will have proliferated throughout Europe. We will be probably talking about if we aren't already in Japan, we should be there. And then the question will be how deep into China could we get? And, and and that's what we should be. But we should be probably we have we have great Wall Street relationships because I've been working on Wall Street now for the past ten years. So I my my prediction is that we're going to leverage those relationships and and be very close to an initial public offering. That's where we should be about three years from now. Is there anything around data scalp that we didn't cover that you'd like to cover? Well, we actually have a contest. It's called the Data Scout Challenge, and that contest is basically just anyone who shows a video. It could be a video that you're shooting from your cell phone. Just show yourself or show someone using Data Scout, just reporting the information and how easy it is to use and how, how great it is, 30 seconds. If you put that together and you go through the, 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 the website and submit that, whoever has the best little vignette of them utilizing Data Scout, that person is entered to win $10,000. And it's just a way for us to try to give back to the consumer and, and, and to make, again, make it known to everyone just how easy this is, but how important it is as well. Very well, very well. And we already announced datascout.com, which I think is location. Where can folks reach you? Well, they can go through the website, of course. And if it's something at the corporate level, I'm going to... I hope I don't regret this, but I'm going to give my email. It's, it's Dwight at datascalp.com. Real easy. I'm pretty accessible. Nick will tell you. Anyone will tell you. I'm, I'm a pretty accessible guy. Obviously, I'm all about business and trying to make sure that we execute here and that we deliver a high level of value. But I want to make sure that I'm there for people. Datascalp is born from the idea that we can make the world a better place and we can do so profitably. 
So that being said, if someone has any comments for me or, or ideas, whatever that may be, go ahead and shoot me a, an email quickly and I will respond. And I presume you're also available on LinkedIn if somebody wanted to hit you on. I am. I okay, am. Terrific. Absolutely. These no are the fun ones I like, I like to end with. I'm curious, sure. as a startup CEO, what does a day in the life of Dwight Harris Jr. look like? <laughs> well, I have, <laughs> I have emails that I have to go through. So the first thing I do is I wake up, I look at those. Sometimes I'll get someone saying, hey, do you want to give us a quote on this story? So there's that. Today, yesterday and today, it's all about rehearsing and making sure that when I get in front of investors that my dialogue is absolutely spot on. So I had a call with the board of directors today where I went over the entire pitch just to see if there was any input, any comments on the, the deck that we're utilizing and the narration or the, the content of what I'm saying just to hear some input from that and you know you incorporate that input and then you go and you repractice i'm i'm saying this investment pitch 10 times a day at least today i did 10 times yesterday so there's a lot of processing involved with that there are always people who feel like oh well you, you have you thought about this with the business have you thought about that with the business so there are always those conversations and you have to make sure that you reorient people. Look, look, that's great, but right now the focus is funding. That's the focus. Stay focused. <laughs> so there's that. And, and, and then there's just trying to make sure that whatever else comes up as it relates to the business that you're dealing with. And then, of course, I am, you know, I do have a family, so I'm trying to make sure that I don't burn myself out. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of like a health nut. and I get to the gym a couple times a day to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to remain healthy. Couple times a day, you're doing the gym twice a day? I do, I do, I do, I do cardio at six, I finish at 6.45 and then I, at lunch I go and I, I just do weights at lunch. And so I just break it up in, into two and that, that works out quite well. And yeah, it, it sounds like a lot, but it's not. It does sound like a lot. What's your number one leadership advice? You gotta, you gotta have the expertise in order to lead. But then once you lead, you have to still make sure that you listen. If you can do those two things, I think that you will be in a position to really lead people. Is there a favorite book that you would uh, let our listeners in on? I love From Good to Great. I cannot remember the author, but that that is probably, I think, the best book. That's the book that I told my oldest son to read, From Good to Great. Very nice, man. Look, um, thank you for being on the show. Uh, it's been terrific. I appreciate it. I always talk to or love talking to entrepreneurs. Dwight Harris Jr., everybody. Thank you for being here, Dwight. Again, thank you for having me. It's been an honor. I really enjoyed myself. Thank you. You bet. Listeners, we love you. Hit us on Al Martin Talks Data at gmail.com. We'll keep putting the podcast on that you want to hear. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, we'll see you on the podcast.